The following is a message by Dr. W. Robert Godfrey from Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about this message or Westminster Seminary, visit us online at wscal.edu or call us at 888-480-8474. That's online at wscal.edu or call us at 888-480-8474. Please turn with me in the Word of God to the book of the Revelation, chapter 19. The book of the Revelation, chapter 19, we'll read the whole chapter. Let us hear God's own Word. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God For his judgments are true and just, for he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, saying, Amen, hallelujah. And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white rider, the one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the word of God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and with a loud voice he called to all the birds that fly directly overhead, Come, gather for the great supper of God, to eat the flesh of the kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth with their armies gathered to make war against him who was sitting on the horse and against his army. And the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who in its presence had done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image. 
These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur, and the rest were slain by the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse, and all the birds were gorged with their flesh. So far the reading of God's word. For many years I have largely avoided the book of the Revelation. Um, It is seemed to me that it has been the source of uh, an amazing amount of silliness in the history of the church. And uh, just as a kind of personal confession, I was never much drawn to it. And um, I got sort of cornered in the adult Sunday school class that I teach at our church and uh, agreed to uh, try to teach the book. And uh, following the path of many before me, have become somewhat fascinated I may even write a book on it, much to the consternation of the rest of the faculty. Um, But uh, the working title, which I probably can't use uh, uh, for copyright reasons, is Revelation for Dummies. Um, I think I'm I'm up to that. Um, uh, Part of the fascination for me with the book of the Revelation is the essential simplicity of the book. I think maybe that's not what strikes most people when they read the book of the Revelation. But the book of the Revelation, right at the beginning, tells us its essential purpose. And the essential purpose of the book of the Revelation is to be a blessing to God's people. If you read the book of the Revelation and don't get a blessing, you haven't understood it. And the book of the Revelation, I believe, is a blessing through the whole thing. But lest we forget that theme and that promise, there are seven... Interesting number. There are seven explicit blessings laid out in the book, and we have one of them here in chapter 19 at verse 9. And the angel said to me, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Write this. This is sort of angel as professor. Uh, John, in a sense, was going to write everything he was seeing, right? Uh, But the angel sort of wants to underscore this. It's like a professor who's wise in lecturing and says at some point in the lecture, now you'll want to especially get this down. You know, we as professors uh, have uh, 50 minutes, 55 minutes, you have to fill up the time with something. Um, It's not all equally important. But occasionally we come to something really important and say, now write this down, get this, remember this. And that's what the angel is doing here. Write this down. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Here's a wonderful promise of blessing. And uh, how do we understand it? What is the angel? What is the spirit? What is the testimony of Jesus who's the declarer of the true words of God saying here? Well, in the first place, I think he's making a point by contrast. Um, There are two suppers mentioned in this text, aren't there? There's the marriage supper of the Lamb, and then there's what's described in chapter 19, verse 17, as the supper of God. When we first read those words, it may sound attractive. Supper with God. Um, But we don't have to read very much further to discover this is a supper in which we do not want to participate. 
Come, gather for the great supper of God to eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men. This is directed to birds. It's only the vultures of this world who are going to eat at the supper of God. The image is that the rest who participate in that supper will be eaten until the birds are gorged. It's not a pretty picture. It's not a picture that accords well with the sensibilities of the 21st century and American religion. It's not a picture that's nice. It's not a picture that lends itself to sentimental reflection. It's not a picture for which Hallmark would develop a card. Um, But here, by contrast, um, the book of the Revelation is laying before us in a somewhat summary form the point that the whole book is making. And again, the essential simplicity of the book of the Revelation is this. There are two sides in life. There are two camps in life. There are two cities in life. There are two women in life. And you're identified with one or the other. There's no middle ground. There's no intermediate state. You're on one side or the other. You're a citizen of Babylon or you're a citizen of the heavenly Jerusalem. Your identity is with the great prostitute or your identity is with the bride of Christ. You will participate either in the supper of God as the main course or you'll participate in the wedding feast of the Lamb. And this this contrast that is drawn throughout the book is amazingly vivid. And it echoes through the whole book. And that's why Revelation for Dummies begins that this is a simple book that says, be on the right side on the last day. Be on the right side on the last day. In Revelation 18, verse 16, we read that the great city, Babylon, was clothed in fine linen, in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels, and with pearls. She could have walked the red carpet and been interviewed by Entertainment Tonight. She makes a splash. She's the one that gets the attention. It's pretty attractive. That's the point. Scarlet and purple, authority and wealth, gold and jewels and pearls. Clearly, here's the side you want to be on. Here's the side that's going to win. Here's the side with the power. Here's the side with the influence and the wealth. And it's contrasted with chapter 19, verse 8. It was granted to her, that is the bride of Christ, to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. Here's the bride in all her white garments of purity contrasted with the purple and scarlet and jewels of this world. You see, the book of Revelation says, where are you going to stand? Whose side are you on? Are you a citizen of Babylon or are you a citizen of the heavenly city? Are you the 
the meal for the supper of God or are you the participant at the wedding feast of the Lamb? There's a contrast here. And then there's, there's a call. Blessed are those who are invited, those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. One of the things that has struck me in my naive reading of the book of the Revelation is how little call there is to change sides. Through most of the book of the Revelation, in a sense, there's a kind of just a description. There are people on one side who follow the dragon and the two beasts and the great prostitute, and there are the people on the other side who are the church of Jesus Christ and identified with him. One might almost say it's a kind of static vision. But I think throughout this book there is an implicit call, even where there's not an explicit call, that anybody with any brains, with any sense, with any decent judgment can see you need to be on the lamb's side. The lamb who was slain may appear to be the loser. The dragon and the beasts and Babylon may seem for much of history to be the winners. But the book of the Revelation wants to simplify everything and say, they may seem to be the winners, but they're the losers. And you better be on the side of the winner. It's only good sense. It's what's true. It's what will last. And so it's not surprising, or maybe it is surprising, that at the end of the book, this book which has been rather static in its description, where there's been only an implicit call to be sure you're on the right side, there comes a powerful, explicit call. Revelation 22, verse 17. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let everyone who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. This really is a book for dummies. If you missed the point of 21 chapters, uh, there's a wonderful application at the end. Preachers, be aware of the importance of application. Come. And, uh, and be blessed. Be one of the blessed. Come. Heed the call. Don't, in the contrast, find yourself on the wrong side at the wrong feast. Come. Come and answer the call and then you'll participate with the blessed in the celebration. The celebration of the marriage feast of the Lamb. What is, what is that? Well, like most things in this book, I think it's a symbol I think it probably is not too profitable to spend a great deal of time debating exactly what courses will be served at the marriage feast of the Lamb. Uh, not wise to spend a great deal of time trying to figure out the wine pairings with the various courses. Now, what is the marriage feast of the Lamb? The marriage feast of the Lamb is the union of Christ and his church in blessedness and in perfection. It's the fulfillment of the longing of the people of God through all of history, that at last every tear would be wiped away. At last all evil will be eliminated from this world and from our hearts. At last the dwelling place of God will be with man. 
at last, all that was preserved through church history in heaven will now be manifested on earth. There will be a blessed, wonderful, completed union of God and his people. That's the marriage feast of the Lamb. And John is told to write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage feast of the Lamb. And I trust that as we begin a new semester of study, that you've heard that call. That you long to be part of that blessedness. That you look forward to that great day when the marriage feast of the Lamb will at last be held. That you believe, as this book calls us to believe, that these are the true words of God. There are a lot of words in this world that would distract us, but these are the true words of God that should be the guide for our living, for our studying, and later for our preaching and for our teaching. Write this down. Underline it in the notebook. This is at the heart of reality. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage feast of the Lamb. Let's pray together. Well, Lord our God, as we begin a new semester of study, we pray that your spirit would fill us with a longing to know your word more fully, more profoundly, and also more simply that the great message of your word would ring in our hearts and in our minds, that first of all, we would respond in faith and believe these words and um, long in Christ to be certain of our invitation to the marriage feast of the Lamb. And then we pray, O Lord, that you would encourage us in our study, that we might be more effective preachers and teachers in the future, of opening that word, of making it clear to your people, and calling many far and near to enter into the ranks of the blessed who are invited to the marriage feast of the Lamb. Hear us and bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Copyright 2009, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this broadcast on our website is preferred.